Hi, I'm Elena Pullen-Venema, Director of Gift Planning at the Community Foundation of Snohomish County, and this is Looking Forward, Giving Back. This podcast is a place for professional advisors, financial managers, attorneys, accountants, and other client-centered advisors to obtain key resources, tools, and information about charitable options that can help you meet your clients' estate, financial, charitable, and tax savings goals, while also increasing diverse and equitable philanthropy in our community. Hi, everybody. Today on Looking Forward Giving Back, I am thrilled to announce that we have local attorney Paige Verstra with us. Paige is a solo practitioner at Verstra Law Firm in Snohomish, Washington, and is also a personal friend of mine. So I'm doubly excited to have her here. Welcome, Paige. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Elena. <laughs> so Paige, you and I have known each other for a number of years. We, among other things, have kids in the same school system who are, who are friends. And also, also, we're introduced to each other. Actually, I think I recruited you for the Snohomish County Estate Planning Council, didn't I? Uh, yes, you did. Recruited <laughs> slash bribed slash. <laughs> so thanks for still talking to me. <laughs> hey, that was that was still a good experience. It was I, still uh, good. good. It good, was good. a good experience. Yes. Good. Now, are you, you're still on the board, aren't you? Uh, no, I just finished as president. So I just finished and now I'm off. Okay. This okay. Well, for, yeah. for advisors listening, so whether you're an attorney or an accountant or a financial advisor or a philanthropic advisor like myself, then check out the Snohomish County Estate Planning Council because it's a, a great group of folks, great for networking, have really interesting speakers. So I want to hear a little bit more about your work. Now, I know you know you and I have talked about um, estate planning, specifically how it can encompass philanthropic or charitable planning with your clients. But tell me, tell the group a little bit more about you, the type of clients that you work with um, and maybe a little bit more background of you professionally of how you got into this line of work. Um, sure. So, I mean, the, the, type of, I mean, the type of work I do and that um, really I, I do estate planning um, and then I help people with probates or trust administration. So that's how you help people once somebody has passed away, sort of enact the documents that you help them draft um, to transfer assets and take care of family and that type of thing. Uh, and then I also work with small business owners. So I help people set up small businesses, uh, help them with contracts, that type of thing. Uh, I really like working with clients that kind of have this mix of both you know, the small business aspect and we do succession planning um, because they're, they have a lot in common uh, and it's very important to kind of have those um, so they work together. Uh, so that's, you know, that's primarily the work I do. How I got there is sort of a long windy tale. <laughs> as, as the best tales are. <laughs> yes. So when I, when I was in college, uh, I said I would never be an attorney. <laughs> that was the last profession oh, really? I was oh, I ever, ever going to get into. Uh, there's a lot of things in my life that I've said I would never. I've learned not to ever say that because those are exactly the things that happen. Um, but after, so after college, I did um, volunteer work overseas doing 
community development projects. So um, probably the, the main one that I did, I was in India and we were helping um, communities, a couple of different communities. One, we were helping them sort of organize their community to um, build and set up community toilets in um, Hyderabad, India. Uh, and then in another community, we were helping a group of women sort of organize themselves into small businesses to create um, sewing and be able to produce income for themselves. One of the things that I learned was, you know, really it is the laws and the enforcement of the laws that keep these people from being able to develop their communities. Uh, it's not because they don't have the knowledge, you know, they have the ingenuity, they have the knowledge, they, they just don't, they don't have the means, they're held down. And, and so that was one of the things that started getting me thinking about maybe a, maybe a career in law. And when I came back from that, I would say, I think it was within the first five or six months, I actually heard a guest speaker. Um, his name was Gary Haugen, and he founded the International Justice Mission. And what that organization does is they primarily fight in, in various countries to um, end slave labor, um, child trafficking, that type of thing. And I, and I thought this is, this is for me, this is where I've, I've got to, I've got to step into this. Uh, and so that's when I applied for law school. Um, okay, how did I not know all of that? Seriously? <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh know. God, I don't think we organizing in India was women, small business owners. Dude, <laughs> you've been holding back. <laughs> you are amazing. And so how has that, how has, how, how has all that worked? And that's you know, everything from community organizing to the, your, your raised awareness that the, you know, the, the employment law, succession law, and landlord-tenant law has such a, an effect, especially on women, um, in terms of their overall, you know, health, ability to provide for their families, um, everything. So, how has that translated into the work that you do now? I think going into law school, I thought that I was going to have to be this, like, you know, go work for the UN or something like that, right, mm -hmm. to make a difference in the world. And through that experience, I realized, like, these are the things that we need in our community. Um, and also, I found that, shockingly, I loved contracts. <laughs> <laughs> so that's hey, not... got to love contracts, you That's know? not... Anything that anybody goes into law school going, ooh, I, I just I'm so excited about contracts. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. I bet you're not alone in that. I bet we could find some. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> um, but, you know, so so I think that that when I got out of law school, you know, at that point, I had started a family and it was clear that we weren't going to go overseas anytime soon. Um, and I started working for, you know, my early in my career, I started working for a small firm in Everett. Um, and in, in that year, I, I counted the different 
types of cases that I worked on. And I think a lot of people don't understand this about attorneys, that it's similar to doctors where there are so many different kind of, we're not allowed to say specialization, but focus areas. Right. Um, and I, I tried 20, I think it was 21 different types of cases. In just in one year? In one year. It was a lot of learning. <laughs> it was a I big bet. learning curve. Um, uh, but, you know, you kind of learn what you like and what you don't like and, and what works with your life and what doesn't work with your life. And, um, and so, you know, estate planning was something that I really enjoyed. Um, and I also had a couple of probates that year, uh, and, and part of it with probates, um, it's a really, I think that it's a really unique opportunity to walk with somebody through a really difficult time. Uh, you know, you have, you have people who've lost siblings or they've lost their spouse or they've lost a child and, um, you're there to make it, make it easier for them. And, um, and I think that's, that's a really, I feel privileged to be able to walk with people, uh, in that kind of situation. Um, I, I also, so after I started my family, I, you know, I needed to, to leave the, leave the firm, um, because I do have a, a son that is medically needy. And so I needed a little bit more flexibility and, um, and so I started actually, when I was broke out or went out on my own, I started working for um, the county in doing, well, I guess I started doing it as a volunteer even prior to law school is when I started this process, but I was a volunteer guardian ad litem for children in the foster care system. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was kind of my way of sort of engaging with the community and and um, that role is basically your job is to represent the, the best interest of the child. Uh, so it's a little different than child representation where you're representing what the child wants. These are younger children and you're the voice that says this is what's in, okay. in the best interest after you sort of conduct your um, investigation and look at, you know, you're, you're looking at everything and then you go to court and, um, and I did that for about 10 years. Um, and that, that was really difficult, very difficult work. Um, there's, these, these, are, these are kids who are in desperate situations. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. And, um, you know, and their life turns on whether you have a good team of people or not working, on their case. Um, and then I did that, I did that work kind of alongside the estate planning. And I started doing that in family law cases, um, which I quickly realized that I didn't want to do because, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> anybody who has ever done like criminal law and, and family law, they're like the, I think a, an attorney told me he's like, in criminal law, you have like, people that 
that have caused the most problems in society, but they're on their best behavior. They're right. easier to work with than in family law. You can have the, the best of society, but they are on their worst behavior. Oh, <laughs> so, so, you know, it gets, it gets, and, and you only have a guardian ad litem involved when the okay. parents are really not acting in the best interest of the children. Right. So, yeah. I would say maybe four or five years ago, I started transitioning primarily into just estate planning and probate and small business. Um, you know, but still it all has to do with, it's the, it's the same thing, right? It's, it's succession planning. It's helping families, you know, think about, think about their legacy, their end, their children, their community, um, you know, and so, yeah, so that's that's the long-winded story of how I ended up here. <laughs> wow, but amazing. And yeah, no, thank you for taking the time to just to, to, to bring us along that journey. It was such, an, it's so, I mean, like I said before, I knew you were amazing. Didn't realize how amazing you were. So, you know, so when you talk about succession planning, you know, whether it's a small business, small business planning, um, you know, and then legacy, but like, like you just said, so how, you know, yeah. how do... How do people, how do parents, how do, how do folks in their later years, what, how do they want to leave the world? How do they want, what kind of legacy do they want to create in their community for their kids, for their businesses, what have you? So you, I know you and I have had a, a number of conversations about how charitable planning can come into that, into that yes. world, into, yeah. into those, those considerations and, and provide a variety of options to different types of clients. So can you tell us maybe just a little bit about that? And if you have a story or two that you might be able to share as an example of how one of your clients has been able to, as part of their legacy um, and as part of their estate planning, make, um, uh, make, make some charitable options um, as well. Um, so I, you know, I, I've kind of been thinking about this and, and I don't know that I have like you know, a story, but I, I think I kind of have two different types of clients when it comes to sort of the charitable giving and the legacy planning and all of that. I have, I have one type of client who they've been lifetime givers. So they, they give regularly of what they have, you know, as part of their life. And so this is really an, it's an easy conversation because they usually come to me and they're like, well, you know, this is, I'd like to, you know, gift this amount to this charity that I've been supporting. Um, this is, you know, right. this is important. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, there is a, um, there is a, another type of client where I get clients and, and these are more high asset. These are the high asset clients that come to me and they say, I don't really know how I ended up with all these assets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, and I don't want these assets to ruin my kids. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to get enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I haven't ever done charitable giving, but I, you know, but we kind of, I broached the subject and they're like, yeah, like that sounds, that sounds great. So, um, so then it's sort of encouraging them to, you know, think about like, well, what kind of things are you excited about? Like, what are you, what do you care about? What do you want to see change? Um, here are some, here are some people you can talk to, which is usually that's where I, I point back to the, the, 
uh, community foundation because it's such a great resource and you guys have the the knowledge of so many different types of charities because these are the people that say I don't, how do I even know if this is a legitimate charity right you know and yeah. you guys have done all the legwork on that and so and so those those clients are pretty exciting to work with because it's this new thing for them and I know I definitely I see where you're going because I hear that a lot that kind of, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so from a client's perspective, if, if charitable giving hasn't really been part of their lifetime experience, then they, a lot of folks just don't know where to start. Um, And they don't have the time. They don't really have the interest oftentimes to go digging and say, you know, well, here's a charity. I'm really interested in education, but you know, here's a charity who's doing this specific thing in education that I find really important that, they don't have the expertise. They don't have the the community connections to be able to, de- you know, to be able to differentiate between this charity and that charity. And that's where the community foundation comes in. And so we, you know, we with our nonprofit services program and all the connections that we have with it within the community to a variety of nonprofits, um, without representing or you know, pushing any one particular charity, um, that we're able to provide unbiased. Um, options for the clients um too yeah. but yeah you know and so so thank you for giving the community yeah. foundation a little plug there <laughs> well you. it it really does play an important role i mean it, it really does especially for these people that have that have high assets i mean they are savvy um right. and they kind of they do know what they don't know and they don't want their money going some you know they want it to be useful Right. They, they want they it to have want high that. impact. They want it to right. benefit the community. One, actually, this one attorney that I love says on a regular basis to all of her clients, there are three places your money can go after you're gone because you can't take it with you. <laughs> it, can, it can go to the heir, your heirs, it can go to the government, or it can go to charity. So <laughs> figure out yeah. what percentage you want to go to these three buckets right. and make it happen. Yeah, I, I do think it's important to to also remember in terms of charitable giving that it's not just so in terms of being an, like an advisor or talking about succession planning, um, you know, those with sort of medium or lower assets, those those clients are just as interested in in giving. And I think that it's really important that we don't overlook the impact that that those with with lower means can have on our community and dismiss what their interest might be just because we're like well you don't have seven million dollars to pass right. on no, absolutely. so you know yeah i mean um, we always say the community foundation that we're our kind of our 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 target or our our typical donor that we work with at our community foundation isn't necessarily the high net worth person it's the only criteria is that you're generous, that right. you, that people, you know, and you look at the statistics in terms of person, when you look at percentage of income that's given to charity, it's people on the middle to lower income scale as a percentage of their income give right. more to charity than people on the higher end scale um, right. as well. So it's, I think that's, that's a really, really important point um, to make too, is that it's all different walks of life. Um, of folks um, are generous and want to, and want to create a legacy in their community. No, that's great. Absolutely. 
So Paige, one thing that I know that I, I oftentimes hear from attorneys, but other types of professional advisors, so you know, uh, financial advisors and accountants as well, is how do I bring up the topic of charitable giving and of charitable options with my clients? So let's say, like, like you were saying, using your two examples, so you have kind of the, the easy clients in terms of bringing up the topic who right. they've been charitable all their lives, they've given to such and such a nonprofit organization, and get it, writing that continuation of that generosity into their will is a no-brainer because they come to you and they say, we want to do this. Right. But what about other clients where you're looking, like you said, you're looking at the assets that they have and the assets they're going to leave behind. And you think as their estate planner trying to make, you know, trying to, to create this, this over, overarching holistic plan for their entire estate that you, you think to yourself, you know what, for a variety of reasons, you know, legacy, obviously, but then also in terms of tax savings um, right. of what are, what are the high tax assets that are going to, you know, have to go through probate and are going to um, really kind of um, could possibly provide some significant tax for, especially for heirs. What are some ways that you might bring that topic to clients who might not already be talking about charitable giving? So when I do an interview with, and I kind of call it an interview because it's more of an interview than a consultation, at least mm -hmm. the first half when I meet with estate planning clients. Um, so I'm gathering all kinds of information from tell me about your family tree. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and tell me what are your kids like? So when your kids show up at my door going, we need to take care of my parents. What, you know, what do I expect? <laughs> Yeah. Right, That's a right. very smart question to ask. <laughs> um, you know, and we, t I talk to my clients about like any health, like health concerns, because we might be doing disability planning. And that's something that you know, we want to know at least five, hopefully 10 years in advance if we have to start doing, you know, long term care planning mm -hmm. or anything like that. And so you know, and then obviously we talk about assets, but that actually is the last thing that I ask about um, because I want to feel for who is my client. This is a, you know, this is a relationship and it's, and how this estate plan is, is based has to do with more than just, you know, well, where do you want this to go? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so in that process, that's, you know, that's just one of the questions, right? It's like, well, you know, are there, are there charities that you give to or that you've considered? And so, and I guess th this is, this is when you're, when you're not dealing with a taxable estate. So when I, and when I say that I'm talking about the Washington estate tax. So when I'm dealing with um, a couple that has under 4 million or a, a single person that's under 2 million. Okay. Um, there isn't, there isn't necessary, there isn't a tax advantage to giving, um, but unless it's an IRA, but that's a different topic. Right. Um, <laughs> that's a different episode of the podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, and so then it's just, well, what do you, you know, have you thought about this? You know, is there something, is there, you know, some, some place that you give to, or you would like to? Um, and so it, it's just sort of flows into the rest of the interview, right? Um, and then, 
with higher asset clients where we are dealing with having to make plans for a taxable estate, it's like, well, so here's what, you know, if, if you died tomorrow, assuming we had all these documents done and they're effective, um, here's what your estate tax would be. Now, there's only, there's only a few ways that you can deal with this tax, right? Like there's, you know, you can lower it by creating this special irrevocable trust. You can, you know, but you can direct it to a charity. If you, if you don't want, if you don't want the state deciding where this money is going to go, um, then you have to choose to direct it. Uh, and if you don't know, you know, and then again, they're like, well, I, well that sounds like a good idea. And yeah. I haven't thought about that. Um, so, you know, or some people just are like, well, you know, I mean, I actually had one client that said, and I, I loved this because they yeah. said, um, they said, well, I mean, taxes are a way of giving back to the community. And, you know, so they didn't mind that, yeah, okay. that some of that, I mean, they, they had yeah. other charitable gifts as well, but, but I could really appreciate that. They're like, we know that this is going to go to I mean, our state has food right. stamps Schools and, and, and right, all, all and, those yeah. things. So, so I, you know, it's just, it's just part of the conversation. You just have to make it part of the conversation of getting to know right. your client. What do they care about? Uh, because that's important. One of the things that I really appreciate about you and about the way you practice a state planning page is that that's kind of where you start from. You start from that holistic approach to getting to know your client and to strengthen your relationship with them so that they trust you and you right. give them a space to explore those options. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, we have just plowed through all these questions. So, okay. So here's a question. So we live in the same community um, yes. and lucky for me, because that means I get to see you at our local coffee shop every so often and even go for walks to have coffee with you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's summer. So for those of listeners who have kids or don't have kids, today is the first day in the Snohomish School District anyway of summer vacation. Yes, we <laughs> made it. <laughs> so what is the one thing either personally, professionally, kids wise, whatever that you're looking forward to this summer, and especially now that the weather, knock wood, I don't want to jinx it by saying it out loud, but the weather is actually starting to feel a little bit like summer. Yeah. Oh, please let the sun stay. For real. Um, seriously, this is like the first sunny day since like March. We, we have a pretty busy uh, summer planned with kids activities more so than we ever have, but we always try and do at least one backpacking uh, trip in the summer with our kids oh, cool. and yeah so hopefully we'll get that we'll get that in and do you, put, do you have a, a destination in mind or are you still planning uh, that for this episode? um we we have had to change our destination we're we're actually gonna maybe go with another family and so we normally try and do one backpacking trip out on the washington coast um oh, which nice. is where tim and i it's like our favorite place in the world yeah um, oh that's great uh so um but i don't think i don't know if we're gonna make it all the way out there because it's like a five-hour drive and then you know <laughs> Like yeah. it's, it's long. With a car full of kids, especially. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, okay. we got lots of fun, lots of fun things planned. Fun, fun. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, well, good. well, this has been lovely. So as we wrap up, so do you have anything, any parting thoughts to share with our audience of, of professional advisors? Um, I do actually. Uh, so one of the things that I've I have thought about a lot is in my in my journey from this you know, community development, and I you know thinking that I would be involved in a in a nonprofit, and and I think so often that we are um, we're taught in the world that either you are nonprofit or you are for profit, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Um, and that if you're for profit, then your job is just to make make money, and and that that you are separated from um, community the community in terms of giving back and and all of that. And I um, I think that's a I think that's cultural um, that we sometimes at least in 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 places that I've been, um, where it's like, there's this higher value on if you work for a nonprofit as professional people, as professional advisors, uh, we have the same amount of impact. We have the same responsibility to be, um, advising, to be acting in a way that is giving back to the community. Um, and, and so I just, I, I want to encourage other advisors encourage um, other people to um, to realize that that in your profession you do have um, a special ability in whatever you are doing to positively impact uh, the community and the world that you're in so that's my soapbox (laughs) yeah a million jillion trillion percent agree so that's perfect yeah perfect way to end the podcast. Thank you so much, Paige. You're the best. All right. Well, thanks for having me, Elena. It's been a pleasure. All righty. Well, we, I will, I'm sure see you at Proper Joe's Coffee Shop probably in the next couple of days. So until then. (laughs) Until then. Thanks so much. (laughs) Well, that's another episode of Looking Forward Giving Back. I hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast is sponsored by the Community Foundation of Snohomish County, a 501c3 registered nonprofit in the state of Washington. Check out our website at www.cf-sc.org forward slash plan. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest on the podcast, let me know by emailing me at elena at cf-sc.org. Thanks to all the professional advisors out there for all you do for your clients and for our community to make it a better place right now and for generations to come. See you soon.